Comedians React with Dwayne Perkins and Jonesy. This episode is featuring Louis C.K. joking about abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me introduce this clip. Uh, This is a comic who's been a huge inspiration for me, despite all of the... um, uh, the labels that have been put on him, uh, the attempts at cancellation as well. This was before he was canceled. Uh, this was the first special that uh, Louis C.K. ever wore a suit. So I, I immediately, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, he's in a suit, huh? <laughs> Going for a different vibe. Maybe this It's will almost be a- like he felt the court case coming <laughs> on. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so then when you watch this special, I thought maybe it's going to have a different vibe than his other ones that, are, that can be pretty uh, grimy. Uh, it's like it's, maybe he's going for this classy thing. He immediately opens up with a super edgy abortion joke right. while wearing the suit. Uh, mm. So, you know, I think abortion is... Um, I th- Risky start to a special, by the way. This kind of material. But uh, I think Louis knows his crowd and... They, we know what to expect, so right, it, it's right. okay. But ordinarily, I'd say, wow, don't start your special with this bit, bro. Yeah, You know, in terms of the dress, too, it's sort of like some, sometimes as a comic, you have, a, you have a trademark way of dressing so people can sort of identify. Yeah, you. yeah, that's right. And, you know, with him, it's I think he's uh, like me and like a lot of comics, kind of from the, if I could, like the George Carlin branch of comedy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So sometimes I dress up, but sometimes I look at George Carlin, who's one of my idols, and it's like, always like a t- black t-shirt black pants like i'm going to work mm-hmm. i don't want anything to distract from what i'm saying yeah um but at the same time so i think louis kind of dressed like that for the most part always a like black that. t-shirt and jeans but this is a special and it's like you know what this is a special let's make it special yeah let's make it different people know who i am i'm gonna wear a suit because we're in this theater everyone's here the lights let me and because there's that other theory that uh, train of thought that you don't want you like you have an excuse. You're on stage. You're talking, but you don't want your crowd to like always be dressed nicer than you. Sometimes it's okay, but every now and then, you know what? I think this is special too. As yeah. long as you're comfortable. If you're not comfortable, then wear the t-shirt. You know, whatever, because you need to be comfortable. That's that's utmost importance. Now you'll hear a lot of comics uh, make a, a push back on that, and they'll say uh, you should always be uh, your authentic self on stage, which means. In, in addition to your voice and your point of view and, and the way that you talk and whatever, also your dress. And right, so right. Uh, stick to you, what you normally would, would wear. So what would you say to that? Well, I think if you are comfortable in wearing something different, it doesn't betray what you do to wear something different. You know? mm-hmm. And because the T-shirt is kind of like, it can be hip. It can be going to work. It's, it's, it's timeless. It's ageless, a black T-shirt. But on some level, it's sort of like you're trying to not age yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think people might think a black T-shirt is more honest in a way because it's like scale down. I'm here to talk, share my thoughts with you, share my these humorous, funny things I thought of. But on the other hand, it's like I'm still trying to be hip and cool. So in a way, a suit is more honest, right? Mm-hmm. I'm of a certain age. I'm going to wear a suit. I'm not running away from the fact that I'm in this age. Mm. So, you know, I think abortion is, um, I, but see his audience knows him. So it's like, it's, it's great to start with abortion. The first word out of his mouth. So abortion, (laughs) the first words of a special, I mean, yeah, it's like, which is, which I think if you're a fan, you, you, Here's the thing, too. Say you're a fan. We're just talking about the dress code. You're a fan. You love C- Louis C.K. You don't want him to sort of like... It's almost like you have a favorite pizza place, and they make the best pizza, like on the show Billions. And then they're like, we're going to expand. Or we're going to make an, a, a, a version of our pizza that's in the frozen frozen owl section of your local supermarket. And you're like, ooh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you go to the... Say they have another location. You go to that other location. You need to be like, I hope it's good as the pizza I normally get, right? Right. And because usually with expansion comes dilution, dilution, you know, things get diluted, not as good quality-wise. So for him, he comes out in a suit, and people are like, what? Is Louis going corporate? Uh-huh. And so now his crowd, who they, they're expecting him to be a bit provocative on the edge, they're like, he's got a suit. So abortion, 
Oh, he's on the same shit. We thought we thought Louis <laughs> yeah, was on yeah. some other thing now. Uh-huh. He's doing the same thing. So that's brilliant. It, yeah. it, it actually almost lets them know, don't worry about the suit. I'm yeah. still going to talk about the same stuff I always talk about. I love that. I love that. And, and I'll bet that's done intentionally. Hey, don't be fooled. I look like this tonight, but the content yeah, is yeah. still going to get you. Right, right, right. Jay-Z has a song, Coming of Age, too. So he says, I think these little cats are around the way thinking shit is cute. Because last time I jumped out of the coop, I jumped out in a suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I got to remind them, I'm, I'm still that, I'm still a grizzly dude. I'm still that goon. Don't let the suit fool you. You still a little homie. So it's a, lot, a lot goes into that, you know? And Louis saying, don't let the suit fool you. Abortion! <laughs> Here's what I think. Here's what I, this is what I think. Here's what I think. I, I think you should not get an abortion unless you need one. In which case, in which case, you better get one. I mean, seriously. If you need an abortion, you better get one. Don't fuck around. And hurry. That's not, not getting an abortion that you need is like not taking a shit. That's how bad that is. It's like not taking a shit. That's what I think. I think abortion is exactly like taking a shit. I think it is 100% the exact same thing as taking a shit. Or it isn't. It isn't. It's either taking a shit or it's killing a baby. It's only one of those two things. It's no other things. So if you didn't like hearing that it's like taking a shit, you think it's killing a baby. That's the only other one you get to have. Which means you should be holding a sign in front of the place. People hate abortion protesters. They're so shrill and awful. They think babies are being murdered. What are they supposed to be like? I don't know. It's not cool. I don't want to be a dick about it, though. I don't want to ruin their day as they murder several babies all the time. I don't think it's killing a baby. I don't. I mean... See, what I love about that, too, is that uh, the, the greatest comics know how to say their point and also acknowledge... The, the the other points, you know what I mean? Um, he just broke it down. Like, it's either nothing to you or it's something to you. But, you know, because, you know, he might be thought of as a liberal lefty kind of guy. Sure. I don't know. But if if you think abortion is cool, if you're, if you're right to have an abortion, the pro-lifers, like, don't just cast them off as crazy people. Like, in their mind, you're killing a baby. And that's, that's very important to, to talk about. To, to mention, which is why he said, if you need one, it's, it's so, the language is so precise and accurate. If you need one doesn't only mean like if you have some sort of a physical ailment. It means if you can't take care of a baby, you know what I mean? If you need one. And so he's like not, uh, he's not diluting the issue down or distilling the issues down to a point where the nuance isn't lost. And that's very important. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said about the, he's also giving a voice to the other side right now. Uh, right. Uh, he's not totally dismissing them. He's, they think, and I had never heard that said quite like that before. Mm-hmm. You, you got to understand, they think babies are being needlessly murdered. And the word murder is like, you know, that's like, oh, okay. Um, not that I totally agree, but I get it now. Okay, right, right. yeah. They, they do think this particular way and he's and and he's showing us that it's it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit killing a baby it's a little bit it's 100 percent killing a baby it is it's totally killing a whole baby that's great that he calls it that you know what i mean but oh the other thing i wanted to note was he's sort of being very childish in his persona up top Right. When he introdu- introduces this topic, he's kind of like, it's like, kind of like killing a baby, or it's not. It's like pooping, or they think a baby's being murdered. He's taking on this like, right. kind of like the voice of a child, uh, 
I guess as a way to sweeten the subject a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I think he's heavy. trying to diffuse it, and and it's this very serious, and, and it's you have to do it perfectly so, right? Because you're not m- mocking the 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 vitriol or the opinions on both sides, right? But at the same time, he's trying to take a little bit of the, the juice out of it, um, so that way it can go down, like you said, take the gravitas, take some of the gravity away from Correct. it, and. Um, and because it's up top, That's, you know, yep. s- sometimes you, you have to earn certain leeways during the set. Other times, like if you have a, a joke that's controversial, you have two options. You do it right up top, set the tone b- before they get their footing. Or you do it like 20 minutes in after they know you and they like you. So um, this is different because it's his crowd. But yeah, I think like... It's interesting. You have to know his style of comedy to know he's not making fun of the issue. He's just making the issue more palpable. More palpable, yeah, and yeah. which helps also, you, you kind of mentioned it a bit, but like, because it's up top as well. Like, I just thought, you know, just getting into abortion, but like, let's, let me get into it playfully. It's like a playful way to kind right, of right. start presenting this bit. And he's presented both sides playfully. Right. BJ Novak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he has, you know, from the office, right? I'm saying his name right. Very funny guy. He used to have a joke, and sometimes he would do it up top. He would say, like, um, battered woman. Sounds delicious. Right? So (laughs) you said it up top, and it's a tight as hell joke. You know what this guy's about. This guy's wacky. We get it. You know what I mean? So you set the tone as well. Um, But the very first word out of your mouth on a set, battered women. Uh-huh. And then you make it like it's like the chicken fingers, then it's like, okay. Yep. We're here. We're here for it. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. I think that women should be allowed to kill babies. That's what I think. <laughs> they should be allowed to kill babies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to stop it here because what's great about that is that usually the, the 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 crux of this argument is is it a baby yet? Is it a person yet? Is it not a person yet? And mm-hmm. and He's conceding it's a baby. Having said that, I think we should be able to kill it. And that's hilarious to concede that and still say that. Yep. It, it, you have to, like, it takes massive balls. You know what I mean? Wait, wait. <laughs> yes. Before, uh, but here's the thing. He attaches woman to it. Not man. Right. Woman. And that's, Correct. And so he's bringing in women empowerment right. to this. Uh, Which is ironic, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing is that it just speaks to, again, we've talked about it before, but it's something that's always going to come up, and that is the language has to be so precise. And the first time this joke comes out of your mouth, you may not make that distinction between man and woman. Maybe he had it already. But as you start to talk about it on stage without a camera, you go, oh, no, no, this is what I'm trying to say. Because there's what you're trying to say and there's what you're saying, and they don't always match right away. So you have to do it a few times to be like, you know what? That's not really what I want to say or that didn't come out right. Yeah. So the wording is precise, which is brilliant given like how much it seems like he's kind of stammering, how much it appears to be stream of consciousness, you know, because there's a lot of um and um, mm, mm, that's all part of it. That's all to help you hear him better. It's all 100% he's in control of all of that. And I think it's important that the audience realizes this. That is all very calculated. Louis was one of the first comics that uh, I s- that I saw mm-hmm. who it's extremely clear that the jokes are very polished, and then he purposely stammers. He purposely searches for stuff. You can see it in his eyes, like he's acting as though he's searching for these opinions and these and these sentences. He's He's making it sound so conversational. He's making you feel like he's really coming up with this stuff right on the spot. Um, I, I had yeah. this is the first guy that I saw do that like a maestro. You, right, you know? it's, it's drawing people in, and and people get used to your speech pattern, so you have to alter it sometimes. You know, that's why there's a bridge in songs. Like this song is great, but it's, uh, take it to the bridge. Oh, this is different. You know, <laughs> yeah. right? take it to the bridge. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I never heard the, that analogy before. Absolutely, that's spot on. <laughs> Do some shots and kill some babies. <laughs> I killed like four babies last night. It was 
fucking retarded. I just think it has to be one or the other. You know, like when people say abortion should be legal, safe, and rare. Why rare if it should be legal? If it should be legal, it's, it's shitting. If it should be rare, it's murdering babies. Two reasons I think women should be allowed to kill babies. Number one, I don't think life is that important. It's just not. It, it is not. People get too excited about life. Oh, life, fuck you. It's not that, it's... Make a list of every shitty thing ever that's in life. Life is okay, I like life. I like it, I don't need it. I'd be fine without it. I like life though, I do. You know how much I like life? I have never killed myself. That's how much I like it. That's exactly how much I like it with a razor thin margin. I like it precisely enough to not kill myself. It's an option though, it's totally an option. I mean, I'm 49, I have two kids. I've flipped through the brochure a few times. It's just great that like suicide can have a brochure, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. And which is a great way of saying I've explored it. It's just the the imagery of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you could say I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Uh, but to get very specific with it, brochure. Oh, yeah. You just picture someone. Oh, you don't got to put up with my wife's shit anymore. I don't know. I don't, you know, like it's just instantly you know what that what's in that brochure, right? So Correct. it's just it's just wonderful imagery. I've thought of killing myself just to win an argument. You're not supposed to talk about suicide, even to your shrink of suicide. And you're like, no, because if I say yes, you'll press a button and folks will run in and hold me, hold them down. <laughs> but you should be able to talk about it. It's the whole, it's what the, it, the whole world is just made of people who didn't kill themselves today. <laughs> That's who's here. Is all of us that went, okay, I'll fucking keep doing it. It's because it's an, it's an interesting thing about life. Life can get very difficult, very sad, very upsetting, but you don't have to do it. You really don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything. You never have to do anything because you can kill yourself. If they send you a letter from motor vehicles, you have to come in and no, I don't. I'll kill myself. You can do that. You can do that once, but you can do it. And it's interesting because even when life gets bad, people generally choose it over nothing. Even the worst versions of life, even a shitty, shitty life is worth living, apparently. Because folks are living the fuck out of them. You ever seen somebody, you're like, how did he, he should kill himself. Why? You ever been driving and you look at the next car and you're like, oh shit. I wish I hadn't looked in that car. That was difficult to glance at, let alone being it. Just a guy in a, in a tan car. Nobody chooses tan. Nobody picks tan for their car. They give you tan. Is that mine? Yeah, it's yours, fucking loser. Made it tan. They shouldn't even make tan cars. It's mean to make them. You look over, you see a guy in a tan car with just dents all over it and a garbage bag for a window. <laughs> what is holding up his suicide? What is delaying it? What is keeping him from stopping being that? And what would it take? What would it take? What would it take? Both windows are garbage bags? 
Seriously, do you know how much misery is involved in a garbage bag for a window? Do you know how many separate moments of shit misery? They canceled my insurance. Broke my window. Duct tape. Here's the truth. Running away will not solve your problems. That's totally true. But killing yourself solves all your problems. It actually does. It even solves world's problems. For you. Eh, what about ISIS? Kill yourself. Then they'll never get you. Seriously, if everybody who's afraid of ISIS kills themselves right now, then ISIS loses. Because they live in a world of people that don't give a shit. We're going to cut his head off. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's not fun now. The worst thing about being beheaded is that you look really dumb right after. That's the worst part. They go like that, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> just that's fucking. Now, see, at this point, right? One, that whole suicide thing is is dark and super funny, right? Just, just hilarious. Um, what's interesting is that, like, as a comic, you can go so many ways, and every comic is going to go a different way, right? Mm-hmm. He's exploring this thing of like shitty lives. And without saying it, what pops into my head is all the people you you hear about who kill themselves, a lot of men who like just lost huge sums of money, but they aren't broke. Like they're not even like duct tape in my window broke. Mm -hmm. They're just not rich. Right. And they off themselves. Mm -hmm. Or they have some scandal that they got in court involved in. And instead of going through the shame of that scandal, they off themselves. You know, he's not talking about that, but that's. You know, when you're talking, everyone in the crowd is going to have a different take. And for me, that's what I think of. Like, yeah, okay, if the if the guy in the uh, with the tan car, which is an awful colorful car, unless it's like an old school Civic, by the way. But anyway, the guy in the tan car. That's exactly what I drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you okay. drive a champagne. So let's it's let's. Brown, it's, not it's, quite it's, tan. it's champagne. Yeah, he's kind of telling you life is worth living, but he's not saying that. But it's it's really brilliant. You know, it's just funny, and everyone can take from it what they want but yeah I'm, I'm just thinking of all the people that off themselves who have pretty decent lives which you know obviously well, depression we, and all yeah, that sure. stuff we know a lot of comics who have taken their own lives and they had stuff working for them and going for oh, them oh yeah we were just talking about that yeah, were, a, yeah. a comic who was on a come up doing really well and it, we also covered uh, in the same series we did Richard Jenny who killed himself and right, he had right. you know, and he was quite successful maybe yep. not at the level he wanted so I mean obviously he's He's purposely not getting into all the factors, but it is funny. It, it is a funny concept that you don't have to do anything, you and, know. And, and this is still within the abortion joke. Keep That's the mind. thing. Like he, he's this is number off. one. This is joke right. number one. So still. if he, I'm like, did he forget to get to two? And we'll see. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which is, uh, I mean, he's just gone, and he's done. This first reason is longer than I think the beginning of the abortion Absolutely show. Absolutely, it is. Like, Absolutely, which it is wild that you would do yes. that. Uh, but I love it. The worst thing about being beheaded is that you look really dumb right after. That's the worst part. They go like that, and you're like, <laughs> just that's fucking dopey. I don't think they like beheading bald people because they can't do this thing. That's the best part. They got to go like this. It's not as cool. So just shave the top of your head and uh, you won't have to worry about it. So that's the first reason. This is a good five minutes after, and now he's getting to the second reason. Now he's getting to the second reason. Not only is it five minutes after, but he's done a whole different bit within that about suicide and and, and And then a sub bit on beheading. Yes, sub bit on beheading. Right, right, right. right, Squeezed in there as well. Right. And still has his place to get back to the... And this is something that Cosby was famous for, too, like doing these long bits to the point where you forgot his original story, and then he ties it back in. You know what I mean? So it's brilliant. And he goes so long that he has to actually restate it. That's the first reason I think women should be allowed to kill babies. So he has to restate 
the right. setup again because it's gone too far. It's gone super far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, well, we're in beheadings now, right. and then having you have to shave your head to be beheaded. Right, like, right, what is he yeah. doing? <laughs> it's it's almost like we warped. We went through this journey and then we warped back and like a video game where you start at the front again. You know what I mean? It's 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 really brilliant. And, and when, uh, you can imagine him developing this joke. He just he, you know uh, the way that he works out material. Mm. He has the idea and then he riffs about it on stage and sees where it goes. And sometimes I imagine these these premises go into these other strange places. Like he just went right, underground right. now with a beheading bit and it worked for him. And he said, oh, let me just keep it in the thing. You know, it feels like even though it's just him talking, it's very similar to like when, especially comics, but anyone, when you're at like a coffee shop or you're hanging out with friends and then like, the nature of conversation is you kind of cut each other off. New ideas are brought into it. And it's fun. And then oftentimes you go off on these tangents and you never get back to the original thing. And Especially if you're stoned. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's this like almost, it's, it flows like a coffee shop conversation. ISIS, you know, beheading, killing yourself, da-da-da, tearing car. But the discipline and what doesn't happen in most coffee shop conversations is Oh yeah, we're gonna come back. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and what's brilliant, like we, I do have those kind of friends. I can be that friend who like, will just like I'm just hell bent on finishing the story that I started. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times you interrupt me, you say all those other things. Yeah, yeah. Twenty minutes later, I'm like, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this feels like, and it's brilliant because we've all. This is how real conversations flow. So he's kind of captured that. That's the first reason I think uh, women should be allowed to kill babies. And audience claps because they've acknowledged it. Oh, that was the whole life is not important reason. Correct. Brilliant. Correct. Brilliant. So important. Second reason is because that's their job. Women have to decide who lives and dies. That's because they're the female of the species. In the, in the reproductive arena, that's what the female does. They are the selectors. They have to decide this. We give them this responsibility when we fuck them, we go, here, you decide what to do with this shit. <laughs> See you later. And she has to figure out if you should have kids, if she should have, that's her job. Because women have judgment. Men have intent. Men just, just want to spray the world with their cum, just mist. More of me! More of me. <laughs> it's her job to go. That's enough of you, I think. And and to me, it's crazy to think that a guy who, after this, got in trouble. And and to be to be honest, like some of the the accusations that he had as. I knew about him, right? Like the comedy, you knew, right? The comedy community, it was discussed. It was discussed in the comedy community. Yeah, so. Yes, I had heard that. I I don't even know, I don't think he's purposely trying to sort of like, you know, uh, get you ready for the the charges or whatever, the the backlash he faced. (laughs) I just think he's he's just being honest. Women have judgment, men don't have judgment. Correct. And then what's weird is that, this is 2017 or whatever, so like, the next year or two, when all this comes out, he can be like, well, I told you I had no judgment. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, right. You know what I mean? Right. And so yeah. it's kind of like, it's, it's... I only have intent. It doesn't absolve him of whatever, whatever, but it's just interesting that he was, as much as you know you could without completely implicating yourself, he was still being honest yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? He says, I only have intent, and uh, whether you want my intention or not, <laughs> you might get it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And oh, I'm of, sorry. I should have asked first. <laughs> think of the imagery of that. Right. It's so crazy. That's nuts. And you know what's weird about that? It's and, really know, foreshadowing something it's like foreshadowing. awful. <laughs> and I think Lewis's, Lewis C.K. is hilarious. But I do, I've, I have a friend who uh, dabbled in comedy. But before he was a comic, he would always, well, he said to me on occasion, he's like, comedy reveals your soul. On some on some extent, he didn't mean stand up. He just meant in general your sense of humor. And I was like, ah, maybe because I know I can write things that are horrible that I don't mean and that kind of thing. Right. But with that said, the more and more I live and I go, people will sometimes portray 
what they what they what they really are versus what they try to present through comedy. Meaning they don't know they're doing it. It's a tell. Comedy can be a very uh, can be a tell. What you think of, what you laugh at, especially as a as a person who makes content, what you choose to write can sometimes be a tell. It doesn't, but it's don't don't take it so simple. Like it doesn't. It can be a tell, but you have to study what it what it's a tell of. You know what I mean? Like like I have some homeless jokes. I don't hate homeless people. I think it it's my tell is that it probably confounds me as to why this is a thing you know and i haven't really come up with a solution but i'm gonna think of the jokes because it's in my head because it's like what the hell is it going on so it's my tell in a sense Mm -hmm. but a tell doesn't always show you it just shows you that there's something else there it doesn't show you what it means though and this is to me is almost like a tell like he it's he just said men are this way Mm -hmm. and we don't know yet or the general populace doesn't know yet to what extent he's sharing. It, it becomes, it's a real interesting thing, you know? It's her job to go, that's enough of you, I think. No, that's really enough. It's their job to say, that's enough of you. And, and again, like, I didn't even realize how closely this sort of like merit the, the real situation. But yeah, it's like, if you think that, then you think, it's almost like you think, oh, can I do this thing in front of you? And it's her job it's not. It's not our job to not do it. Mm-hmm. It's their job to say, "Cut it out." I don't think that face needs to repeat. I've seen your father, and it's not getting better. And sometimes she doesn't realize this until after you fuck her. That's actually the when she really knows is when you're like, "Yeah," and she's like, "I'm not having this piece of shit's baby." And that's, that's why abortion is the last line of defense against shitty people in the species. So we need them to abort every shitty baby. I mean, all animals do this. Animals do it uh, late. Eat this one. But when, when, when is it okay? When should they be allowed? When it's in their pussy that whole time. It's in her p- pussy. If there's a dude in your pussy, you get to kill him. I think that's pretty fundamental. You're allowed to kill people if they're in your house. And what's, what's so dope about this is typically along political lines, right? People who are super, super anti-abortion are usually pro-gun, right? Would you say that's... It, they usually go hand in hand. Right. And they're, pro, yeah. and they're pro-death penalty, usually. To turn it around on them and to just... Because, and see, at this exact moment, right? All the brilliance that's in here. At this exact moment, you kind of get insight into... He opened up with t- saying, you're killing a baby. You know, this is what they think you're doing. So, And so people who are... If you're pro-life and you're watching this, that statement kept you here. You didn't cut it off because you're like, yeah, this guy gets us. Yep. And then you're watching and, and he go, he goes back and forth, but you're still like, he's being fair. My my opinion is, is coming out. And then he says he agrees, but you're still killing a baby. Interesting. And then at this exact moment, he says, it's you can kill someone in your house. Why can't you kill someone in your pussy? And this is what this is the power of comedy. You construct an argument that they can't. Unless they go to the drawing board and really draw up some shit, they can't argue with that argument. Mm-hmm. People who don't agree with you, you've trapped them in a the corner and now they can't argue with you. And at this moment, what usually happens is laughter and or a heckler just throwing some shit at you. or just yeah, 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 because yeah. Depends you, on what environment you, you're in. Because yeah. mm-hmm. there's no more arguing. He just said, you can kill someone in your house. And now you see why he did that in the top. He, yep. It was all, it was like buttering you up. Like we were talking about boxing. Is a guy hitting you in the ribs because, and, and, you know, you're protecting your face. And he's like, okay. Just, you're like, shit, that hurts. And you drop those hands and boom, right to your dome. Mm-hmm. The, the body blows hurt. 
eventually those hands come down, rock a bye, baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's what he did here. He just, he rocked them. He rocked them into this sense of comfort and then bam. And I just love it. And and not and not like obviously, I'm someone who's 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 probably pro-choice, but still I get both arguments. I just think he's he's forcing everyone to just sort of like look at the other person's side. That's a beautiful thing. This is one of my favorite aspects of comedy is mm-hmm. um, the way that you can change someone's mind. Maybe not change their mind, but you can, like you said, create an argument that becomes irrefutable. And everyone that's there to witness it, they have to eat that. Right. They have to right, eat that right. wherever your ideology may fall on each side. And it makes me wonder um, why aren't there more comedians like writing for politicians? Like people are trying to push through laws, right, they're trying to right. push through agendas. I've never heard an argument like this. Well, I uh, think if you can kill someone in your house, why can't you kill them in your pussy? Right. And I think not that it would have, not that it would have that much right. effect, but there's something there, man. Right. And, and people might hear that and be like, oh, "All right, <laughs> uh, okay." No, but here's the thing: I think you got to lead up to that point, right? Yeah. You can't. And politicians speak in much shorter sound bites because the yeah, whole yeah. thing with politicians are, you know, um, you know. Make America great again. Short, concise. What the fuck does it mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Purposely doesn't mean anything, mm, right? Yep. Change. I believe whatever the whatever the slogan is on both sides, it's something that sounds good, means nothing, right? And so, yes, you, that argument is great, but even though he led with the word abortion, he didn't lead with that. He still, yeah, yeah, built up to that, built up to that, yeah, and I think yeah. that's why, you know, not not all politicians have that. Uh, they don't have that same leeway. We we get them. We get this audience, captivated audience, hopefully, and then start to break it down, break it down, get to the point. Bam, I got you. You know what I mean? And um, the fact he's raising all these arguments. The, the joke that I have that gets copied the most is a joke about platonic relationships with women. Like if a guy don't tell a guy he's great, but you won't date him because that's like a, a company saying. You're the best for this job, and we're not going to hire you. You know what I mean? And there's one, and like, there's more to the joke. I don't want to do the joke, but that joke gets copied. I've had guys email me and say, "Do you have a transcript of that? I want to send it to this girl." Like, because it's just sort of like it's so. Now, obviously, there's something more to dating, so it's a magical thing. And but yeah, the thing of like being told you're great and not getting the job, not getting the position. That's something that people relate to. Just like everyone relates to, I can kill a person in my house if it came to it. That's right. And then he's like, this is in their body. Oh, brilliant. This is such, such a great bit to do off top. And then he's, and you can see like we, we, he's going to get into this next bit about his kids. And most comics would have done the kids thing up front. Make yeah. me relatable. I'm a dad. People love me. Bah, 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 or, and then do the abortion thing. He did the abortion thing up front, and I think it's beautiful because not only do you set the tone, but you understand, like, comedy, we've talked about this. It's, there's a certain building tension, releasing tension, building tension, releasing tension. So up top, everyone's excited. Builds this tension. Some people are like, oh, we're getting out regular Lewis. Other people are like, all right, Louis, are you going to land this ship? And then when he lands it, you know what I mean? You know what it's like? It's like uh, Mission Impossible. You watch Mission Impossible. They always give you a nice little scene up front, some action. And then it's like, you know what? We're not going to cheat you. Action, action. That's the first scene. He's jumping off a building. He's shooting people. Oh, shit, I'm here for it. I got the popcorn. Then it's like, okay, you got that out of your system. Now let's build up the case. He's a spy. He's got to go here. If this was an action movie, this would be that first scene. Bam. When you're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, don't come late. I got the impression this could be a closing bit, and he's opened with a closing bit. Open with a closing bit. If you're at a place and the crowd isn't feeling you, you're like, damn. Then you open with your closer. Just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, this is it's fastball. It's a pitcher throwing his fastball. It's like, yeah. you know Bringing what? The heavy guns. Yeah, I can't locate my curve, my slider. I'm just going to come with the heat, see what happens, right? Usually, this type of closing bit is one that you do after you've earned this sort of rapport with the crowd. And but I guess he has that rapport because it's his crowd. Yeah. So he's 
he's in a position where he can open up with an with an, an abortion bit. He probably wouldn't have done that if he was somewhere where no one knew him, you know? Yeah, that would be quite risky. In a way, still risky because although the crowd's there live to see him, this is going on Netflix, right. a platform where someone may be seeing him for the first time. Right. And they like, oh, look at this gentleman in a suit. <laughs> I'm here. He's going right. to probably talk about being a dad. and right, uh, right. And then all of a sudden, wham, you know? Uh, so in that sense... Pretty risky. That's a great point. It, it, listen, this is a special. So it's risky because you don't want your special to be not well received from the first five minutes. You get that. But on the other hand, it's not risky because the risks were taken when he worked every night in the club for a year to perfect this material. That's when he took the risks. So now it's just like, I got it. But typically, if you get to a pl- place where you're fortunate enough or you have the money or whatever... To do a special, that's like the first 10 years of your material, your, your comedy career, yep. sometimes 15 years. It's, it took me 12 years, well, let's say 12 years, to do this hour. The next hour is two years after that, or three years after that. So it's, it's, it's like an album. It's like that first album is all your greatest. That second album, sometimes there's a drop. You know what I mean? It's, but Louis, does, Louis C.K., he doesn't have those drops. Somehow, he keeps that every hour in my opinion just as good as his first hour and that's brilliant and i think it's because he's he's in the gym just like a, a basketball player is in the gym our gym is the comedy club and even if you're famous you show up you try out this new bit the first time he did this bit it was probably all over the place i, I yeah. imagine right first time he does this bit maybe the isis beheading is the funniest part of it right um, right there's a right. reason why he kept that in there it's a little odd right uh so you can imagine a possible scenario where that was the funniest part about it or, right. or the tan car bit the, right and right. so he kept them in there but he still wanted to make this point where the women are the ones that should decide right and, and uh and so it kept at it and it's become this it's a very long bit but it's in its book ended perfectly and it includes what I assume were riffs along the way, and it, but it comes back to the main skeleton, the main theme of the bit, which is that the women are the deciders and should be, and here's why. And what's great about it is that, like you said, riffs. Because I imagine, and I'm not sure, but I imagine just, okay, Louis C.K., he's at the comic strip, he's doing this bit. There's no, the beheading thing isn't in there yet, right? I assume. And then just riffing it, to think about beheading and it's like you know what their faces because the blood drains and like all of that is hilarious and like you said he probably that holding the head like this as opposed to like this these are things that have happened and uh, I want you to chime in on this two things cause things that cause these type of things to happen on stage when I've written bits like that when I've written new things just in the fly two things one it's going really well right the crowd is loving it puts me in a comfortable space you know what? And, oh, things, ideas pop in your head. A portal to the universe, to the great ideas opens up. Mm-hmm. And they just, because everything's going well, they come in your head, right? It's like a, it's like a, like when Jordan went like this, when he shot all those threes. Or when a basketball player is in a zone and then they do something ridiculous. Like they just throw the ball up like behind them and it still goes in. Something they never practiced. It's in a comfort zone. Yeah. So one, you, you, you write on stage when you're comfortable. But the second way is when it's going really bad. And you're trying to save a joke, and you're like you're like this close to telling the crowd where they can go and where they can stick it and what they can do with themselves, and you're defending the last joke you just did, and then in your defense you come up with these new punches and these new, like come on guys you know what I'm talking about like you know what I mean? A comic that writes on stage, and I know Louis does that because I've watched enough interviews with him, so I know that that's exactly what he does. Those two ways to come up with the material, uh, spot on, man. It, same thing happens to me. It's either going really well, and then I tap into the the muse or whatever you call that. Right. You alluded to this. The, <laughs> the universe opens up. Something does happen, and artists have already talked about this. Artists from all types of art have tried to put a name to it. It's inspiration. Whatever it is, it will come to you in those moments where everything's going really well. I don't know where it comes from. I just have to keep moving my mouth as it comes through me <laughs> right, right. because something good is going to come so that's one way and, and then you, you nailed it when it's going bad 
you just feel like, oh, this is, but this is so, oh, I'm going to make you, you're like, I'm going to make you, <laughs> right. I'm going to will this. I'm going to make you guys right, see right. that I think that why this is funny. And then you'll just keep going, keep going. And you'll be, be it's like beating a dead horse right. and something can pop out from, from that as, as well. Which is why good crowds and bad crowds both serve a purpose, you know, um, because some of those, some of those, those like, like fighting for your life word bits or or tags, whatever you want to call it. Some of those things that you, in the moment, you just did because it was like, you know, you were just against the ropes. Some Sometimes th- those things stay in your act, and they become like real, like staples of your act. And so both happen, which is, you know, like boxing. If you're against the ropes, you got to throw a punch. And some, every now and then, a guy who looks like he's losing, who's just pent up against the ropes, will just swing a punch that connects, and he goes from zero to hero. So one of the things I wanted to talk about with this particular comic, Louis, is uh, because of his history, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people have a difficult time separating the artist from the artistry, the artist from the creation. He's someone that people have tried to push out of the mainstream. And you could probably make an argument that he's no longer in the mainstream, but he still has a career. One could say he's not exactly canceled, the way they intended to in the beginning. Um, personally, myself, I can easily separate an artist from their from their work. I don't. Um, I think, and uh, I think that's because I'm an adult. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. I, I draw that distinction. I think anybody who's sophisticated can do that. Um, and. Also, I guess because I'm an artist as well, and I will always fight for the an artist's right, voice. Right. And if you do something really awful in the culture, they put you in a place where you where your art never leaves. That's called prison. Your art stays in there and it doesn't come out. <laughs> right, right. If you're not in prison, <laughs> right. I think we can all say you didn't do something right. that was so horrible in the culture right. that your art should also be put. Uh, be denied forever and ever. Well, you know what the thing That's is? That's just my opinion. You, you're, at the, you're at the mercy of the people who want to come at you. But I do think what they do to you should not be far and beyond what the law did to you. The cops, your local DA is like, this is not something we're going to prosecute. Then can you be banished forever from your from the NFL or from working or for whatever? You know what I mean? And I'm not... And I, and I think... That's that's sort of from from the from a organized punishment standpoint. Now, as the individual, you can choose to never watch Louis C.K. again. That's that's your choice. But to like never have anyone else ever watch him again, that's an overstep. You're in jail, all right. You're no longer a free person, or you're in, in which case you're off the market. Right. If you're a free person, you're an artist. You're still on the market. The market will decide. The market will decide. You let right. the market decide. I don't like the being blacklisted without anyone telling you. You know what I mean? And that's what happens in these cases. Because it's not like like communism. If you were communist in the 50s, you just lost your career. No one asked you what happened with it. You know what I mean? And that's what cancel culture kind of feels like now. Whereas, yes, once you put this person on blast and you tell the world what they've done... Then let the market decide. But don't like go that one extra step and where like now if if I watch Louis C.K., like if I'm in a coffee shop and I happen to have Louis C.K. on, I don't want someone to be like, how dare you? You know, like don't go beyond. If he lost, I'm sure he lost a lot of fans. That's what it is. Yeah, well, it's sort of like become a, it's cancel culture. I, the other word I like to use is witch hunt culture. It's kind of Yeah, that's that. a great, that's and, a great And point. I mentioned earlier, it's about, I said, because I'm an adult, the infantile reaction, and there's something wrong with you if you react this way, is to go down to the front desk at the theater and demand that the film being shown in in, in cinema number four be taken out. Right. Be taken out. That's why he said up top, which was, I think, brilliant, killing a baby. So, like, if you lived in a world where, say, you could kill babies who were three years old, just... Every, you know what I mean? You might be like, no. Like, say someone proposed that that as a rule. You'd be, you would be like, not only do I think that's wrong, I'm also going to stop it. 
right? So I understand there's an element of like you want people to get it out there. You want to stop this thing. Um, what we have in our country, though, is that once something is decided one way or the other, people who didn't get the result they wanted never stop. <laughs> and right. like, like ever since Roe v. Wade was a thing in whatever it was, 70-something, early 70s, there's, there have been people trying to actively reverse it the whole entire time. And so I'm sure now that some states are reversing it, there'll be other people trying to reverse it the whole entire time. And it just seems like, and I guess what he's saying, like that's why I was so great what he said at the top, like if you think it's baby killing, then we're not going to reach some happy medium, right? So in essence, your your goal will be to eradicate it. Um, and I think, but that's a special case. Not everything else is that. Like, I don't agree with what Louis did. I don't even understand it, to be honest with you. But I have to be like, he served whatever his penalty was, and then we we move on. And I think, um, I think cancel culture. There's a, there's a there's an we have to be in agreement with things, and that's what the whole that's what commenting is done. Like that, like we put out videos, and everyone comments, and then the comments get crazy, and it's like commenting has made it where we have to all agree. And we're not going to all agree, but we have this forum where we could potentially all agree, and thus we take debate as opposed to have your opinion. Unless it's baby killing, something crazy, don't try to change other people's opinion. You know what I mean? And like, that's why I think it's great that he opened up with abortion because that's the one issue where, okay, we we may not reach a happy medium. Is that not, and that's another thing. Cancel culture is not, I know we're trying to sign off, but it's, there's no consistency as to who they cancel and to what severity they go after people, I think that's crazy because then it means that someone with an agenda can just go really hard at you even if it's not about the thing you did. You see what I'm saying? This special, Louis C.K. 2017, if you like what you saw, which was the intro of it, that's just the beginning of it. It's actually, it's a great special and it's still surprisingly available on Netflix who, right, right. who decided they're going to keep that up. Now, maybe it was like off and then they put it back on. I don't know. Of all the things that he's done artistically, I love his. I've always loved his specials, and I really loved his show, Louis. I thought that was a great show on FX. I really enjoy that, and I can separate the art from the artist. This guy is a master at stand-up comedy, absolutely. And if you can't separate it, then that's cool. You just there's there's there there are dozens of streaming services, thousands of stations. You can just check out. It doesn't mean you have to like go on a warpath though. You know, perfect. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to go on a witch hunt. There's a lot of specials out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you have a comic that you want us to react to, just email us at uh, the real comedians react at gmail. The email's in the description, or or uh, make a comment on one of our videos. Comedians react is available on all podcast players and YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe for all future episodes of Comedians React. We'll be covering comedians that I'm sure you love as well. If you'd like to suggest a comedian for us to cover, please email us at realcomediansreact at gmail.com.